Good morning, everybody. Happy Halloween. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea or your water. Sit back and let's chat about what is happening in the stars above for Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, I could have done so many different things for Halloween, and I just decided to opt for Disney fun. Uh, that's my homage to Halloween this year, right? I didn't feel like, actually, I woke up in, a, in not a very good mood this morning, funny enough, because I always wake up cheerful. But this morning, I was just like, ugh, do I really have to get out of bed? Do I really have to get ready and do, you know, my work for the day? And partly that's because it's so darn dark in the morning. Like right now, outside here, it is still dark. Let me see if I can show you my window with my camera. You can see it's just barely light out there. And at 7.30, when I went to put my makeup on, I opened the drapes and I went, why am I opening the drapes? It's pitch black out there still. That was at 7.30. So thankfully we changed time. Uh, I think it's this coming weekend and maybe it'll be light for an extra hour in the morning. That would be so swell. Uh, good morning to everybody who's joining us. I saw Francis Haynes out there this morning. Welcome, Francis. I'm not sure if you just listened to us behind the scenes or what, but welcome. And I really love that your sun and earth in your human design are sort of a mirror of the week that we are having. But there's much more to that picture than meets the eye. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that this morning about the gate 44 and the 24 and why is it so super important to us? Let me tell you, it has ramifications for us for not only our future as in next year, but also our future as in our destiny and what it is that we are creating while we are here on this planet. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And this morning, we're also gonna dive a little bit more into the earth's position, gate 24, and I will tell you why that is important as well. Good morning to Erica Dorsey and Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel, Gaila, Brittany Shirts. Good morning to you. Happy Samhain. Nico Vasquez, good to see you. Tom is back. Yay. It's good to see you, Tom. Erica says, it is the most gorgeous and dreary raining day here today in Indiana. Uh, perfect for this Scorpio. And I slept in until 9 a.m. Ah, that's kind of funny because like on the weekends you would think I could sleep in but I'm ready to go at 6 6 15 I try to stay in bed I try to go back to sleep and it just doesn't work and I also made an agreement with myself that I wasn't going to complain about the rain because we had such a late start to our rains uh in the month of October usually we walk into October and we're right in to uh the rainy season uh, but this year it was like October 20th before we really started getting rain. But I'll tell you what, this weekend was miserable. Saturday wasn't so bad, but Sunday, yesterday, it rained all night long, Saturday night, all day Sunday, and it's still raining. So ugh, right now, whatever, I have to work indoors today, so it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, hello, J-Lo and Kajella. It's great to see all of you out there. Early birds this morning. It looks great to see. It's great to see you guys out there. Uh, I wonder if you are all dressed up for Halloween. I texted my son this morning and I said, are the kids dressed up? Because like I have to live vicariously through everybody. We don't even get trick-or-treaters where I live, right? I live kind of, you know, on an island and I also live behind in a house behind a house. So 
there's not really a whole lot of people that really realize that there's another house back there. So the kids certainly don't come back here. So I don't get to see them. Yes, Brittany, I live in Washington on Samish Island in uh, Skagit County, if you know the state. And Erica says, no, I'm wearing Halloween colors, though. I wore Halloween colors all weekend, but today I just felt like Disney was, you know, my, I got this when we went to Disneyland last Christmas and I just don't get to wear it very often, uh, except weekends. So I figured I'll wear it today. All right. So how do we start the week off? Let's talk first about the moon and then I'm going to dive into what is going to be a conversation about some astrology, most human design and the gene keys and it's because the gene keys give us access to the deeper meaning behind of uh, the energies of human design but also the uh, deeper meaning behind the energies of astrology so what i call astro design is really building astrology human design and gene keys into a uh, package, if you will, right, that you can understand. But first, let's start with where the moon is today. We haven't talked about the moon much over the last couple of times I've been on, as we've had a different theme that we've been working. Uh, but I wanted you to know that this morning, the moon is in void, of course, from 815 my time. So in about 10 minutes, the moon will move into the void, and will be there until 843. When he will move or she will move into the sign of Aquarius. So we're closing out the phase of the moon in Capricorn. So if you felt like getting stuff done this weekend, there was that earthiness of Capricorn kind of propelling us to do things, right? To be something, to do something. Now we're moving into energy that is much more open-minded and much more inventive. I looked and looked for this picture that I have that I love. I think it must be on my other laptop of the giraffe with his head upside down, kind of, you know, I can't do what a giraffe can do with its neck, but uh, looking upside down, because I, I love that image for Aquarius energy, because it's all about being innovative and inventive, but also seeing things from a different perspective, right? Turning your head upside down and you see the world in a different way. And as well, it's also about that inventive and innovative part of ourselves that where we can do things differently, where we don't have to get caught up in old patterns, hold on to that word, put a pin in it, patterns, because that is a big word for the week as we go into today through the next four or five days. So the energy of the moon in Aquarius pretty much causes us to think outside of the box. I mean, is it cause and effect or is it just that we somehow get a bigger view of the world and we start to think about things in different ways, right? We can think outside of the box, meaning we're not getting stuck into uh, seeing things in a narrow-minded way. It is also an intuitive sign. I don't often think about this, but Aquarius is really intuitive, but in a specific direction. And that direction is about the future. And the intuition here might translate into our being able to see trends, to be able to predict with some, um, you know, kind of, of truth to it about where life is going for us personally, but also for others. So while the moon is in Aquarius, it's a great time for divination. It is a sign actually that would rule divination and divination tools, which astrology, human design, gene keys in some ways is about div divination, but also oracle cards or any of the other kinds of tarot readings, a lot of those different things 
So it might be a great time, a great couple of days for you to treat yourself to some type of reading. If you have your own cards, pulling your own cards, asking the question, journaling about the answers that you receive, because it's pretty profound now, our ability during these next few days to see into the future and somewhat. And it is also a sign of progressiveness. So when we have what we've been seeing a lot in our, our world is the sort of battle between Uranus ruled your, uh, uh, Aquarian energy, where Saturn is the old and the traditional planet in the boldly um, forward mo moving energy of Aquarius. So we see this grand battle between staying stuck in the old patterns or being, you know, uh, more concerned with traditions and the way things were versus the propelling energy of progressivism, right? Moving forward, getting out of the old patterns and so on and so forth. And, you know, in our world, the way it looks up at us is like the, the battle between conservative and liberal forces in governments, right? It was interesting to me to see in Brazil, uh, maybe I think it's the world's fourth largest democracy, that there is a leaning, everybody thought they were going to be leaning more to the right. And uh, the person that was elected yesterday or Saturday was actually more left leaning. Interesting, right? Does that mean our democracy, the USA, on the 8th, when we go to the polls, do we begin that left? Now, I don't mean left as in more liberal, I mean it as in more progressive. Let's get new ideas and fresh ideas working for us. That's the potential for where we stand at this moment in time. There's also a very distinct humanitarian edge to the moon in Aquarius. We want to help our fellow human beings, right? We want to be able to pitch in and do our part as a path of service in helping to elevate uh, the lives of the fellow human beings that we are a part of. And in doing so, then we are able to tap into the highest and best energy of the uh, sign of Aquarius. It is also a sign that's very independent. We're going to see that as the age of, in, of Aquarius, you know, gains steam and propels us forward, where independence, words like independence and sovereignty, which I start, I'm, I'm seeing that, so that word everywhere, start to really ping into our consciousness and about responsibility and accountability for our own selves, right? For our own uh, part that we're playing in the greater, wider world. So interesting Aquarian themes, but there's also the shadow of Aquarius energy. When Aquarians when Aquarius isn't in, isn't operating in its highest, it can be closed-minded as opposed to being open-minded. It can get sort of condescending. After all, it is a fixed sign. You know, its nature isn't to necessarily bring change. Even though it's a sign of progressivism, it's a sign of innovation and inventiveness. It still can get caught up in the lower dynamics into that shadowy energy of uh, staying stuck, getting in that comfort zone, not wanting to change so much. Seeing what needs to be changed and actually taking action steps toward it are two different things, right? Choices versus 
not doing anything, right? Choices to change versus choices of staying the same. It is a know-it-all kind of energy. It reminds me of Sagittarius, sort of like this. The negative side of Sagittarius sometimes is that self-righteous, I know better than you know. Uh, it is also rebellious and somewhat contrarian in its lower dynamic, inflexible even, right? That fixed nature can really come out uh, in that shadow of Aquarian energy. And when they get into that contrarian position, they're only second to Taurus in terms of stubbornness, right? <laughs> Stubborn, rigid, I'm going to stay here, I'm not moving, right? I'm an immovable target. And disruptive then in if they don't like the way things are going, if they don't like the things that other people are doing, they will throw the kink into the ironworks. Again, we are always going to fall somewhere probably in the middle where we're balancing both those negative qualities and those positive qualities. But knowing which ones, you know, if you're starting to find yourself in that negative contrarian or closed-minded uh, energy over the next couple of days, go, oh, wait, I'm playing into the shadow and move yourself backward, uh, back to more of the center of this energy. Now, as we move into the week, we have the first few days of this week in with the moon in Aquarius, then the moon moves into Pisces. And then finally, over the weekend, the moon is in Aries. There's not much to talk about this week in terms of aspects. Uh, it is a quietish week. I think that happens frequently when we are getting ready to move into a very tumultuous time. Uh, tumultuous as in, you know, the energies driving us up toward the lunar eclipse on Tuesday next week. And as well, where, is it Tuesday? Yes, it is Tuesday of next if you looked at the right month, it's a Tuesday. I was right. So Tuesday of next week, we end up in the lunar eclipse. We'll be at the full moon, the lunar eclipse, highly energized by the planet Uranus, who is the planetary ruler of Aquarius. Wow. So anyway, be aware of what's happening for you this week because it will lead you to whether the release will revealed to me during full moon next week and that would eclipse. I'm excited by the eclipses because the eclipses can sometimes push us into or propel us forward in ways that we might not ordinarily I'm back. Somehow I got totally kicked out of StreamYard and it said, we're sorry, StreamYard is having a problem, but then I got back in. So I'm back. Hopefully you are all seeing me now. Somebody please let me know. 
Tom says, keep the faith. She'll be back. Nico says, Janet's gone. Uh, anyway, I'm back. Uh, yes. So, you know, sometimes I just take these trips to other dimensions or I get taken on a trip, you know, via the internet. <laughs> so uh, anyway, what was I saying? Uh, I, I was talking about the fact that paying attention this week to the energies that are playing out in your life, the stories that are coming up for you, the uh, things, the patterns that you want to release, because that full moon lunar eclipse is a huge opportunity. It forms a great gateway for us or a portal way for us to release ourselves from some of that old, old energy. Thanks, Erica. And uh, good, you see me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's just so weird when that happens. And it happens infrequently with the with the StreamYard. That's the first time I think I've ever gotten kicked out all the way uh, with StreamYard, but who knows what's going on. It's almost like, you know, uh, you know, we know Mars is retrograde now, right? Yesterday, Mars turned retrograde. And remember, he's retrograde in Gemini. So there's a very distinctive Mercury retrograde feel that can happen here because Mercury is the planet that rules Gemini is, um, you know, playing with Mars energy that's trying to take action and move forward and do something, but his actions are slowed down and slowed down uh, by a sign that is very mind oriented, but also rules technology, right? The internet. So it's funny. It, it manages to connect somehow, I'm sure. Uh, good morning, Natasha. She said it's raining and blowing. So yes, interesting energies this morning. It is kind of windy. I can hear it kind of roaring. Corey, Good morning. We didn't hear anything from the point on when you were giving us the lunar eclipse date. Lunar eclipse, November 8th, next Tuesday, happening with the full moon. And that eclipse time is at 3.03 a.m. So literally, you know, I even think you guys on the east coast of the U.S. will see the eclipse. Um, you know, given that there's no clouds, right, you should be able to see it because it's happening in the time that during the time that the moon is still risen above the horizon. It'll be lower to the horizon for you all on the east coast of the U.S. Um, and higher in the sky for those of us on the west coast and also for Hawaii and Alaska. Um, you'll be able to see it as well. And there are other places that will see it. It looks like a giant bowl. It's an interesting pattern if you really look at the eclipse, uh, the, 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 at the astronomy of the lunar eclipse, because it literally, the path of the shadow where you'll see the entire eclipse is uh, covering the whole Pacific Basin. So, you know, uh, my favorite site that I like to look at, uh, Super Torch Ritual, um, they were talking about that, uh, they've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks. Uh, about how that's the ring of fire. And does that mean that some kind of an earthquake, volcano upset sort of thing happened along the Pacific Rim? Uh, because that's where the greatest shadow is of the eclipse. So, you know, I live along the West Coast, so I'm going to be watching. And um, anyway, it'll be an interesting thing for us to watch out. And yes, Erica, that eclipse will occur at 16 degrees of Taurus. And uh, conjunct that is uh, the planet Uranus, who uh, right now today is, I think, already sitting. He's at 17 degrees, 16 minutes. So he will, and he's retrograde. So he's moving toward uh, the north node and also move, he'll be moving toward the moon 
at that period of time. So they're kind of running together with one another. So if those of you who um, are listening, we did a lot of talk about the lunar eclipse last Wednesday uh, when I was visiting with Tam. And also just a real quick thing on this week, I will probably bring that information up again uh, when I am on Angel Heart Radio with Annette McCoy. And that will be on Wednesday this week, um, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. East Coast time. And I don't know, I know in Australia, that's like 9 or 10 a.m. Uh, East Coast of, I mean, to the West Coast of, of Europe, I'm not sure. That must be, I don't know, maybe midnight-ish for you guys. I know that's kind of late, but it is recorded and you can always watch it the next day. Uh, okay, let's dive in, shall we? Um, I was making a new TikTok and it looks like a ring of fire. It really does, right? It is. It's the ring of fire uh, kind of, of eclipse. You know, and eclipses tend, well, because the moon exerts a lot of tidal pressure on the earth, right? Gravitationally. Um, when we have an eclipse, we have greater pressures being brought to bear on the planet itself. So given that, you know, earthquakes are about the tectonic forces of plates that are moving and grinding against one another or diving underneath one another, it can be that if there's a weak spot in the crust that all of that extra pressure could translate into an earthquake or could translate into a volcanic eruption kind of thing. And of course, those are always happening on the planet. That's nothing new, but it's always interesting to watch. And of course, Taurus being an earth sign, right? Earth, planet, earthquakes, volcanoes. Hmm, we'll just have to see. Um, yes, I can do that. Thank you, JLo, for that great reminder. She's asking me to put a post in the group on Facebook for Wednesday so you don't forget about the Angel Heart Radio broadcast. All right. Now, something so interesting is happening in, in the greater patterns, right? We're, today, we're going to talk about patterns. You're going to hear that word probably ad nauseum for the rest of this year and also um, possibly at the beginning of this year. You know, as I started to put together the um, astrology of 2023, and by the way, stop for a second, get your calendar out, mark December 15th on your calendar, December 15th, 12 noon, my time, West Coast time, 3 p.m. East Coast time, 6 p.m. Uh, it'll be later, 9 p.m., 8, 8, 8 p.m. for those of you on the West Coast of Europe for the Astrology of 2023 webinar. I, that information will be coming out. I'm working on that today and tomorrow. Uh, it is going to be a $25 webinar. I kind of keep the price as low as I can so that more people can hear. You will get a link to the recording if you can't be there live, so you, no need to worry about that. Also, you get a free bonus, which is the, the astrology calendar, personalized astrology calendar for 2023. So all of that will be coming out this week. Seems too early to me, but you know, we, before you know it, December 16th will be here or 15th will be here. And I don't know why I keep saying 16th, that's a Friday, but um, I don't want to do it on Friday because that's also the uh, uh, Astro Design Meetup Day. So Thursday, December 15th, 12 noon West Coast, 
3 p.m. East Coast and probably 8 p.m. I'm thinking for those of you in Europe or at least in the uh, universal time zone. All right, so announcements out of the way. Let's dig into the uh, energies of the week. The sun today has moved into the gate 44. Now, hallelujah, because it is the last gate of the spleen center that we will be entertaining for uh, at least another six months. And yet it is a time that we move into the collective shadow period of the Pleiadian Earth energy calendar. So we we get out of the, the, the fear gates of the spleen and we plop right now into the energies of the collective shadows. And, you know, that that doesn't always happen exactly like that, but it does seem kind of interesting that it starts today because patterns is the name of the game with the gate 44. And literally, this is Scorpio energy. And remember, we talk about Scorpio sometimes as holding on to things, right? Holding on to baggage, holding on to past grievances, pat, holding on to past places of not uh, of unforgiveness, of uh, holding on to you've hurt me in the past and I'm never going to let that go kind of thing. But it's also more than that. It's also the past patterns. And in the spleen center, we are talking energies of survival, right? So there's, there's often a twofold energy that's passing through the spleen. One end is success and thriving and successes in surviving right? Being in survival. But on the other end, we have the fear of our annihilation, right? We have the fear of our death. We have the fear of not uh, being here anymore, right? Not being in our bodies anymore. That's the bigger, wider view of the fear. And each of the gates on the spleen are also individualized fear. So we're moving out of this individualized fear stage and more into the collective fear stage. So if you've been working through all of the different fears that have been triggered for you over these last six weeks, then you're going to come out into this collective shadow period with some really good energy to help others, right? To help devote some good energy, positive energy to the collective, rather than buying into the fear field of the bigger, wider collective. Now, today, with the sun moving into 44, it is the fear of the past, the past repeating itself, and then perpetuating those old stories that uphold that pattern. So think about things that have happened in your past. Let's say you've tried to do something or you wanted to be in a loving, generous, kind relationship. You get into what you think is going to be this awesome relationship. And then it find, you find out it's not that way. Trouble begins. And then you end up out of that relationship. Now that story that story of whatever kind, it's a, could be a health story, could be a financial story, could be a relationship story, could be a, a career story, could be a friendship story. All these kinds of stories are caught up in things that have happened to us in the past. And the pattern then becomes an internal alarm system for us, right? So the internal alarm system says, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Last time you got into a relationship, this, 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 and this happened, and now I'm guarded, right? Now I'm maybe even avoiding getting into a relationship based on information coming to me from patterns caught up in the past, right? That pain, 
that we perhaps suffered uh, or the, the, the failure perhaps that we suffered. So in this particular gate, then we're really dealing with those patterns and allowing ourselves to not get stuck in those past patterns. In fact, that's the challenge of the week in general, right? Is to not get stuck in those past patterns, to recognize when a pattern is at play in your life, right? And you'll know those patterns, right? All, all of you who are out there working with me in your manifesting blueprint, you know those patterns, right? Because the minute you, I'm telling you to make a new choice, right? A choice to take new action. Those patterns reassert themselves like, Mm, fear. I don't know. It's unknown. It's not comfortable. So those of you who've been working with me with that already know that this is a, a, a fear evoking kind of situation. For those of you who aren't working with me in that capacity at this moment, know that as you decide or make choices to, to move forward in your life, that fear pattern gets triggered, right? It gets triggered every time. And as that is our internal alarm system. So we have to bring a lot of consciousness to bear when that fear alarm goes off so that we can actually make new choices, right? And it's all about the new choices that we are going to make that are going to take us into new actions that are going to set us up for new behaviors, right? New energy. So the, the challenge of the week, besides not getting stuck in the past pattern, is to use the pain of your experiences as a sort of transformation tool to take you from pain and suffering into power, right? To take you into that powerful position and ha having courage to assert yourself in your authority, right? To, to allow your true, authentic self to be revealed to you if you don't know who that is yet, but most of us are kind of aware of who our true authentic self is. So then it would be about how to assert myself in that way, in that true uh, authentic self. And as a process then to rewrite the stories, to, to take the pattern and see how in the past this pattern has let you down or has caused pain or worry or suffering. And yet, it is some of the most transformational experiences I've ever had in my life. And this is why, right? I took that pain and I used it as a way to empower myself. And then I took that out into the world and I helped others who were, you know, in a similar situation. And I feel empowered because of that experience. So that's our challenge, right? Coming down with this last week of energies at the spleen center. Now, the Siddhi or the highest expression, if you will, the mastery, the optimal of this energy is about breaking free of those old patterns and, and choosing. It's again, all about choosing to break free of the patterns and then um, embracing uh, the alignment of who you are authentically, right? If you've been trying to be somebody that you're not, you know how uncomfortable that feels. And then if you've been doing that and trying to put yourself out into the world in that way, you know that it's likely not bringing you abundance, right? It's not, it couldn't because it's a mismatch to the energy of who you truly are. So this is a week where we truly, truly get to work with the breaking of these patterns. 
Now, I want to go into the gene keys with this so we can take it and look now through the, the uh, hologram, if you will, the hologram of uh, the gene key 44 is uh, interference at the lowest level, the shadow level, and we'll talk about what is that, and then teamwork at the level of the gift and the Sidhi here being synarchy, an interesting word, right, when you put it together. We live in a very hierarchical way, and now we're pushing ourselves to move into this more synarchical way of living. Syn, C-S-Y-N means together, right? Living, making decisions together. Um, so the highest expression here isn't just teamwork, which might be, you know, just a few people. Synarchy means when the whole world is working together uh, in a way that promotes empowerment, etc. So. I don't know that we'll get to the Sidhi as much today, but for certain, let's take a look at the shadow. And it's worth it to look at the shadow because it, you know, the shadows are kind of insidious, right? They kind of dog us from someplace deep within us. And sometimes we don't even recognize that we're resonating to that shadow energy as opposed to elevating ourselves up to the gift level. Now, in the Gene Keys, the 44 concerns really how and why and when people meet each other and as well as the results of that meeting. So how do we come together in groups? How do we come together in family and have these dynamic energies of uh, relationships? So it has a very relationship orientation to us. And, you know, the way that Richard Rudd kind of explains this is that we are all human fractals. We are, what is a fractal? A fractal is a pattern. A fractal, a fractal is a pattern that if you cut it, which is the smallest piece, perhaps, of a bigger, larger pattern. And that if we, you know, cut a little piece out of the fractal, we would see that the little piece of the fractal contains as much information as the whole of the fractal to begin with. So it is sort of like humans as cells operating in, as a larger organism. Okay, so did I lose anybody there? So let me know. Um, so it appears to us as humans that there is sort of a master plan at play, both in our lives, but operating through us as individuals into the world, right? So that means energetically, then we can be susceptible to interference, right? Interference patterns. We are energy, by the way. We may look solid, right? If I, you know, touch myself, I'm solid. We may feel and look like we're solid, but that is really a collection of molecules and atoms that have a lot of space between them. That is really, you know, as we get, you know, more and more into the micro, uh, we see that really we are just a bunch of pieces kind of clinging together energetically. It's all about the energy, right? So, the interference then can be something like, I think he describes it as a virus that is operating within the program, if you will, the, the dynamic of our life here on earth that throws our collective uh, choreography out of sync, right? We can get out of sync. It makes it it's similar to the gate 50 when we were talking about that and how corruption, right? A corrupted program. It's, if any of you have ever worked on a website and had to use HTML code, 
you know that if you forget to put a closing parentheses or a bracket or something, it throws the entire code off, right? And then the, the page either doesn't display or displays itself in crazy ways. So it's a corruption in the code, right? One little thing can throw off the whole big thing. So that corruption, if you will, or that distortion in the code of humanity thrown at us by fear, the fear that we are holding on to, the old patterns that we're holding on to, creates things like dysfunctional families uh, or businesses that create imbalances in, on the planet or that get too much power to be who, you know, be, to act like people, right? To be, to be empowered as a person. It, it creates governments with inappropriate leadership qualities uh, or inappropriate leadership teams, right? That, that are operating in greed and corruption rather than operating in the highest and best of the people that they're sworn to serve and protect in some ways. And that leads us then to global chaos. Can anybody see that we are right now at the, be, <laughs> at the behest of this interference pattern? It's rolling through us, right? It is rolling through us. But the master program isn't wrong. The program itself is not corrupted. Why? Because the chaos that we feel individually, uh, as a family, as a community or as a nation or as a you know planet is a diagnostic tool literally to help us see where it is that we are holding ourselves to old patterns right where the patterns are repeating themselves with very little consciousness very little maybe none right we're not consciously we are we're choosing to keep reenacting the pattern or the outcome of the pattern without really elevating our consciousness, at least in this shadow level, without elevating our consciousness to see the potential for how it could be uh, if we did something different. Am I, are you guys following me here? Uh, so so the, the energy that we're experiencing then is literally seeking out the dysfunctions in our lives the dysfunction in our com com communities, our globe, our nation, right? Uh, as a way to reboot the system, right? If, you know, your computer like mine this morning, somehow StreamYard was messing up and it rebooted, right? It rebooted itself. Something, something corrupted in the code, right? <laughs> Who knows? But the opportunity is uh, to reboot the system so that we can see things from a different point of view, right? We can do things differently. Um, and this is not a top-down process. This is a process of each one of us as individuals choosing to do things differently, to release ourselves from old patterns, and then it works its way upward. So instead of top-down, like hierarchical, it's more that the individuals become empowered, that then leads to empowered families that then leads to empowered communities that then leads to empowered nations and the empowered earth or globe i hope you guys get that right that it all begins with you it all begins with me right we are the ones now that interference that we get that creates that chaos that creates that you know i'm in the wrong place wrong time wrong people perhaps 
is meant for us to choose something new, right? To, to kind of push us to start something new or to meet with new people or to release ourselves from old jobs, from old relationships, from old ways of doing things, from old ways of being and to embrace something new, right? And in a way, you could look at this as our opportunities as individuals is to release ourselves from our genetic baggage, right? The genetic lineage baggage, right? You know, I hope you know, that when you make positive changes for yourself or in your own life, that you're really affecting the potential genetic lineage going forward, but also going backward, right? There's that it, it, the timeline when, when we're working in the fifth dimensional energy, which is the place where our higher selves, our higher consciousness lives, there's no concept of time. There is no time, right? So time means that if you make changes in the now, that it's reverberating forward and backward, right? So if you choose ancestral healing, if you're healing yourself, you're healing your ancestral line backwards and forwards, right? Because there is no concept of time there. So the interference patterns are transferred through our DNA, right? The DNA level, the gene keys represent our DNA, the traits, your human design gates are gene keys that are all both of them related to your DNA. And so your relationships are what show you where you might be out of sync, where you might be holding yourself onto old patterns, and where you are designed to clean, if you will, your fractal, your part, you, right, yourself. You're not here to, you know, I, I do a lot of work with other people, but I'm not here to make change for them. Uh, not at all. I hold the space for people to see themselves differently. I hold the space for people to make new choices. I can't make you change. I can open the door, but I can't make you go through the door, right? The same thing for you. If you're choosing to change yourself, you're actually opening the door for others to change, right? For others to um, become more conscious, right? To, to heal and clean their own fractal, their own human uh, genome, right? And to affect their own forward or uh, ancestry back and forward. And um, until we as people in our relationships are willing to clear out that dysfunction, um, we're going to keep cleaning it in the collective, right? So we're going to keep seeing the themes in the bigger, wider world. So it is incumbent upon us then, it is our responsibility then to work through our issues, to work through our shadows, to release ourselves from these old patterns, right? All right. Now, perhaps when we start to look at this from the elevated next level, the teamwork level, we begin to recognize who is meant to be in our lives and who is not, right? We recognize who is good for us, who makes us happy, how we feel around that person, the reflection that we see of ourselves in that person. And sometimes when we meet someone for the first time, we have that intrinsic knowing, right? We know this person is good for us and we want more of that person, or this person is a guilty pleasure that it's probably not going to go anywhere, or this person is downright not good for me, right? So, 
on a cellular level, you know, the magnetics of our human design, the electromagnetic nature of our human design attracts to us the people that match the frequency that we are vibrating to, right? There's that part of this as well. So if you're caught up in a pattern of the past that sucks, right? That you keep repeating this pattern and you all have seen patterns in your life, right? You can all see at some point we can stop ourselves and we go, where, why have I seen this before? This keeps happening to me, right? Often when I'm setting up with a new client, I'm going to ask them the question, are you noticing any patterns repeating in your life? Right. If you have a repeating pattern, let's say of breakups that lead to, you know, some very bad feelings, then the common denominator in those relationships is you, right? Not to lay blame or guilt or shame on you, but for you to go, hmm, the only person that can break the pattern is me. Plain and simple. You're the only one that can break the pattern. So when you start to see patterns that are repeating themselves, ask yourself the question, what can I choose differently? How can I show up differently this time, right? How can I make a change in my life that's positive and more conscious? Because the pattern recognition is what it is that's being brought to us right now. Because I'll tell you what, those patterns hold the key to why it is we are where we are, right? Collectively and individually, because we keep making choices uh, based on these old patterns where there might be stories, stories of limitation, stories of anger, stories of sadness, stories of, of health issues, stories about not getting the job you really wanted, stories of not being able to pay your bills, uh, stories about not being able to earn enough money, not getting to do what you want to do, be who you want to be, blah, 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 stories, right? They're all stories. And those stories become patterns. And then those patterns are what we are reacting to the next time a situation of similarity starts up in our lives, right? And then we react. Now, if we break that pattern, which is the whole key here, right? The whole reason I'm even talking about this is because you hold the key to break the pattern. If you recognize the pattern is showing up, then you can stop and you can go, okay, I'm going to breathe a little bit here. I might not even make a decision right away. I might wait until I can respond, right? Respond. And responding is that space that we, that we have between a decision or a choice, not a decision, a choice right? Decisions bigger choice, right? The choice that I'm going to make and how it is that I'm going to show up in the face of this pattern. Okay. All right. Now I'm looking at the, the content here. Let's just see what people are seeing. Uh, where do we meet up for the astro design? I keep missing those and want to attend. I'll make sure I get that to you, Erica. Design, Christine design. 44.3 North Node Scorpio and personality 44.5 Moon Scorpio. So this is definitely something that you're living out. Earlier, the first person this morning in the um, the chat was uh, what was her name? Marie Francis. Francis Francis. And uh, Francis has her Sun and Earth at the 44 and the 24. So those of you who have those gates defined, it is a um, a reinstallation, if you will, of, of these energies. So you are probably the ones that might be a little more blinded to the patterns. So being conscious about what patterns am I enacting? 
What patterns am I reacting to? What patterns are showing up in my life? And how am I choosing to deal with that pattern? Am I even choosing or am I just default setting kind of the things that are happening in my life? Now, for those of you who do not normally have gate 44 defined, this is new energy to you. And the potential for you is to really wake up to the patterns that you're seeing in your life. The fear of the past repeating itself, because it's really fear in the end. It is all about fear. Now, again, remember, we're saying this against the, the backdrop of the bigger, wider uh, entry today into the collective unconscious or the collective shadow cycle, right? So the things that we do to clear ourselves have big impact on the, the bigger picture right? Every person that comes in and takes responsibility for where they are, for what they're doing, for how they're feeling, for the choices they're making, and the results of the choices that they're making are changing the pattern for the future, right? Changing the pattern for the future. So really, it is so important for us to, to be on track, right? So that is how it might be showing up in your human design. Um, let's see what else. So Christine, my whole point was that it's your destiny sitting there, right? The life purpose destiny, because you said design 44.3. Uh, that's where your North node is. So for you, this is about your life trajectory. So what choices are you making to hold to yourself to the past, as opposed to letting the past be and choosing yet again, what you want to do, where you want to go, who do you want to be with? How do you want to live your life? And then you also said that the moon was at your personality. So the sole purpose side of the equation is where your moon is. And this is what drives you. The moon is our challenge to get up in the morning and do something different in this case, right? Getting up in the morning and really looking at your life and seeing what more can I do? Who, what more can I be? What more do I want to do? What desire do I have? And where have I held myself back? Every day, this moon is driving you into that. Um, so questions. Our skin is permeable. Yes. Uh, Christine. Okay. So I don't see any questions. So let's go on to where is the earth? right? Where's the earth? The earth and the sun always work together, right? So even in your own chart, you know where your sun and your earth is, right? So for Frances, her sun was at 44, the earth was at 24, a mirror image of this week. So Frances, you must be having a birthday. Um, so if, if it's in that order, 44 and 24. And the 24, I love the 24, but it is uh, an energy that can sometimes cause us to get caught up in uh, rationalizing why it is we are where we are or rationalizing why it is we're doing what we're doing. In other words, why it is that I'm caught up in this pattern could become rationalized in why I can't take new action right? Why can't I go where I want to go? Well, it's because you have an old car and it won't make it, right? That's part of an old pattern. A new choice would be, how do I get myself a new car? Or how do I get this one fixed so that I can go where I want to go, right? Kind of making that the, the new pattern. In quantum human design, this gate is called blessings. And I love that. This is all at once a gate of forgiveness, a gate of gratitude, a gate of blessings. 
and it is in Taurus energy, right? The earth is in Taurus because the sun is in Scorpio, right? So they're always in opposite places. And this particular gate sits on the Ajna, the second center down. And the Ajna is the gate of thinking. It is where we, what we consider the mind is located in the chart. So it compares and contrasts. It recalls memory. It holds the patterns, right? <laughs> it holds to the patterns and can rationalize why it is I can't do anything different, why it is that I can't go where I want to go, right? So it has, uh, has everything to do with thinking and how our mind gets caught up. And then that thinking has us often settling for less being less than compromising ourselves, right? With reasons why, with rationalizations, why, um, why it is, I, I call this comfort zone thinking, right? Why is it that it's okay for me to stay in my little comfort zone, you know, cross my arms and just be safe and cozy here because nobody's upsetting. I'm not upsetting anybody. No one's upsetting me. That's a comfort zone. And the world we live in is all about change and transformation and uh, evolution and consciousness raising and consciousness raising by its very nature requires change, right? A change in the way that we look at things. So we might be rationalizing why we're settling for less, right? Why is it that I can't do anything or be who I want to be? So the lesson is to, for us in this week in particular, is to allow what we truly deserve into our lives. And that brings us into values, right? Value, your value. And value earned by what you do versus intrinsic value, which is who you be, right? Who you are at soul level. That is a fractal of the divine, right? A part of God, a, a fractal of God, right? That's what each one of us as individuals is. So we have to, we have to change our paradigm somewhat to thinking that we only get where we want to go because we've earned it versus the intrinsic value that says you are a divine being in a physical body and your choices lead you to getting to be authentic and living out your authority in the shadow this week. What we're doing is protecting ourselves by staying stuck in the old patterns, right? The old stories. We're protecting ourselves, right? We're not putting our, our butts out there on the line because what if we fall off the line? What if people didn't accept me for being who I truly am? What if, you know, doing this blows up in my face and it fails miserably, right? Those are our fears. In the highest expression here, this is about growth and expansion by redefining yourself and your stories right? Your stories. And we all have stories. We all have stories. Take a look in your stories. What do you tell yourself when someone says, you know, how are you? Um, wh what are your plans? What are your goals for next year? What's the story that comes up, right? There's maybe the story that you tell the person in terms of I'm going to be this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to go there. And then there's that immediate response inside of you that says, yeah, but I'm probably not going to get there. It's really very expensive. Uh, I'm, I'm not healthy enough to do that. Um, blah, 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 right? Those are stories. And stories rationalize. They take us away from the blessings. So the 44 and the 24 this week work together to help us recognize the patterns, recognize the old stories, and choose to rewrite them. Choose to do anything differently. 
everything differently, all things differently, being more than what you thought you were capable of. Now, I'm really pounding on this. I'm really pounding on this because as we get to the end of November, 27th to be exact, the nodes, the North node and the South node are going to shift. Right now, they are in the gates two and one. So we're really seeing the allowing of who the role that we're here to play that's unique to us. So the, the nodes as a, a trajectory of the collective. Now I'm talking about the collective nodes and your part in the collective. So your part in the collective for these last couple of months and up until November 26th has been about defining your unique role and how you are gifted with talents and so forth that are uh, enabling you to fulfill your purpose, right? Whatever purpose you define for you, by the way, there isn't any grand design when I look at your chart that says, oh, your purpose is to be a nurse. Nope, your purpose is to be a teacher. Nope, your purpose is to be a firefighter. Nope, that doesn't happen because you get to choose your purpose, right? And so the whole of the lessons that we are learning about at the moment are about choosing uh, what it is that we are, that's authentic to us as individuals, what's unique to me, what's my unique fractal, if you will, to part to play, and then being authentic in the way that I do it, right? That's what we are doing now. When we get to November 27th, we end up switching to the gate, North Node at the gate 24 and the South Node at the gate 44. That's an interesting juxtaposition from where they are this week. Right this week it's 4424, and the nodes will shift to bring 24 into the sun or into the north node, excuse me, and the 44 into the south node. The south node being what we have to release, what we want less of, and the the north node bringing in what we want more of. We want more blessings. We want more ability to choose our authenticity and to live our highest and best and we are releasing old patterns that have tied us to an old story or to comfort zone thinking so from now through the end of the year even into the beginning of january are um or from the end of november through the beginning of the year it's really going to be kind of a picture within a picture of what's going on in our lives at this moment okay so do the work, right? Before the lunar eclipse, really get into yourself about your patterns. And, you know, where where do you succumb to rationalizing where you are or what level you've reached or what level you think you can reach, right? Think about that. Question from Tom. Anything in transit to support Sasquatch Bigfoot sightings tonight? <laughs> I don't know, Tom. I don't know that that's an astrological signature. But what I would say is that the veil is very thin it's halloween and i've always thought of sasquatch as a dimension hopper the reason we can't find evidence of them is because they don't live on this planet they visit this planet right they visit us they come through dimensional portal ways and this is why we see them briefly we see them and then we don't see them we have footprints but then they're they're not found right we don't find dead sasquatches or dead bigfoots here because they don't live here they just visit here. I think anyway, that's my opinion that in my opinion, uh, that is what goes on with them. And because the, the veils stretched very thin at this point in time, 
of course, right? The potential for us to see maybe aliens, to see UFOs, to see um, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, to see our deceased loved ones. High, 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 right? Today, tomorrow, we're in the thinnest part of the veil. So I hope that that uh, answers your questions. <laughs> Erica says, me too. He is a dimension hopper. It is, you know, because I, I, I've not ever seen a Bigfoot. But I have had the experience living here in the Pacific Northwest of hearing them in the woods, right? Hearing them. I've heard them. I've heard the calls. I've heard the banging uh, against the tree trunks. And it's eerie. And it's not an animal that we recognize, you know, as living in the woods up here. Uh, we know that it's different, right? That there's something going on. I've never yet seen one. I know lots of people, though, who have seen them who have pictures of them, who are driving down one of the main highways that I live here and one crossed in front of them, right? Right, they're not lying. These are credible people. So where are they? They jump into a different dimension so that they don't get caught here. I think they are the consummate UFO uh, aliens that are here from another planet. But anyway, that's just my opinion again. Christine, it said they have a specific stench too. Yes. Interesting little tidbit, guys. The gate 44, where the sun is this week and where the south node will be at the end of the month, is the gate of smelling, right? It is people who have that gate to find often smell when things aren't in sync or aren't in alignment. So all of you may also notice smells this week. And what does the smell remind you of, right? Is it bringing something, you know, a good memory up or is it that you smell a rat, right? You smell something's not right here. <laughs> um, I often, because I, people my age, Tom, Londa, me, uh, who else, 1961-ish, we have our Plutos at the gate 44. So it is our transformational path sometimes to maybe smell our way into the right place to be. OMG, <laughs> um, JLo says, I have been smelling since forever. Yeah, it is a Claire Olfactans gift, right? So if we look at the spleen often brings up all of the different clairs, all the different gates have a clair function, clair meaning some connection to intuition for us. And the one for gate 44 is clair olfactance, being able to smell, right? Smell the truth, smell the untruth, smell the direction to go, the which way the wind is blowing, to smell, smell the, the trend that's just about to come up. So anyway, uh, okay, so that is really it for me today. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I could go on and on forever on this topic because I find it so fascinating. I think that uh, Friday when we meet, if I get a chance to, or maybe I'll just do a separate video on the city. What is synarchy? To me, I love that word. I just love the idea, the high ideal of living in synarchy as opposed to living in a hierarchy. And what would that look like? What would that bring us to? So uh oh a last comment here shine baby shine hello and welcome uh i'm a splenic projector left angle cross of the alpha with my design moon at 44. i have a lot of change coming next month gastric bypass any tips you can share as i release these old paradigms so much i could say about gastric bypass <laughs> two of my daughters had that one had a gastric sleeve the other one had a gastric bypass and uh i thought about it I thought about doing it for myself, um, but 
the reason I haven't is because it's almost be sure, be sure. I'm not going to tell you don't have it done because it has literally changed my two daughters' lives and others, their friends and what have you. But before you do it, look at what are the patterns that have brought you to this point where you're heavy or you're, you, you're feeling like you, you can't, you have to have surgery in order to release yourself from, from weight, right. From, from all of that, because having the surgery doesn't change the pattern, right. It changes the body. It changes the physical, but the fourth dimensional mind is still there. It doesn't change that the fifth dimensional, um, patterns are still there. So you have to really do some work along with that, right? Looking at what is the pattern that started you on your path to uh, heavy weight or obesity or whatever it is that is the problem. Because the pattern will still be there, right? And I know several people who end up gaining weight instead of they lose their weight initially, but then they gain the weight back but the patterns, you know, the, the patterns maybe move into a different thing, like, you know, moving into drinking alcohol instead of eating food, right? So look at the pattern, check it out. What is going on? What caused me to get to this point? What am I protecting myself from, right? What did, did I suffer sexual abuse in, in a younger age? And so I put on weight to protect myself so that I wouldn't be a target of that kind of abuse. Um, am I protecting myself from the negative, you know, family around me? Oh, questions, right? That you have to ask yourself. So good luck to you with the surgery. I think it's a good choice if you do the work before it, looking at what patterns caused that weight gain. Okay. Card, Tom's saying card, card, card. Uh, let's draw a card. Let's draw. We're going to draw a whole where did, where did I put my Halloween cards now? We're going to draw a Halloween card and we're going to draw a Pleiadian wisdom card, right? Two ends of the spectrum. All right. So the Halloween deck is uh, uh, by Stacy DeMarco, the Halloween Oracle. And this is the guidebook to it. Of course, the cards themselves are fantastic cards. And even though they're shadowy uh, subjects, it they have good messages, right? That come out of them. Oh, one fell out of the deck. I like that. And what we have is death. The eternal cycle begins here. So we have the death head moth. We have a skull, right? This is the day of the dead. El Dia de los Muertos. Unless that's tomorrow, I can never get that straight. Uh, death. Let's see what that has to say. Remember, death is just another birth, right? So the eternal cycle begins here. Tis not the end, though I may pass in the night. I get to do my time over, although you may get a fright. Many pagans believed that death was the beginning of the cycle of life. When you think about it, most people consider the act of birth to be the beginning of the life cycle. We are born, we live, and we die. And depending on your beliefs, you may get to go round again. Instead, pagan cultures see death as the beginning of a whole new adventure the place where your soul gets to choose where it incarnates, why and what it wants to experience. Then and only then does it get born into a body that lives and eventually dies before returning to ride a new cycle. Halloween is a celebration of death as a part of life. As humans are conscious beings, we know about death and many are afraid and uncomfortable about it. 
Halloween illuminates the universal truth that all of us will die just all just as all of us were born. So to be fearful of that end process is fairly pointless. Halloween asks us instead to make friends with death, just as we seem friendly with birth, and to not allow our fears and grief to bring us unnecessary pain. Do not be afraid if you pull the death card, as it simply means that something is falling away or will do so, so you can begin strongly afresh. There is a great power in this clearing. If you pull this card at Halloween particularly, oh my gosh, which we did, this message is stronger still, and you should actively celebrate this new beginning. <laughs> and literally, you guys, it flipped out of the deck. It was meant for us to hear this card today. All right, got that? Now let's ease it up a little. Let's prettify it with Pleiadian wisdom. <laughs> oh. You know, I think it's also the Chinese, the ancient Chinese, they actually sort of thought of death as something to celebrate and birth as almost something to not celebrate uh, because it was the beginning of a karmic cycle where death was the, the celebration at the end, right? Having reached that end. Uh, so I pulled two cards here. Uh, there's side-by-side -side cards too, 12 and 13. The 12 is about relationship attachment. And it says, release your attachments to anyone or anything. And it is caught up with relationship in Lakesh, card number 13. So we have a sacred sort of card here. Uh, recognize that we are all the same, many parts of the complete whole. I will read both since both flipped out. Uh, but this is in relationship. There we go. Okay, so for this card here, we have having no attachments means enjoying what you have and love. Enjoy what you have. Wait, having no attachment means enjoying what you have and love. Enjoy what you have. Release things that are not important or needed. You may also wish to release relationships with people who are no longer in alignment with your evolutionary path. Do not even be attached to what you want to happen. Have an intention that you hold as a preference and make active choices to participate in manifesting your preferences. But do not be so attached to your expectations that you are disappointed if they do not come true. Having no attachments frees you to be available to any potentials and possibilities that may come to you. Release attachments is important and relevant in every aspect of your life. It is relevant in regard to people that you love, to conversations you may have, to projects you may wish to pursue. It is relevant to everything. Leave your attachments behind opens you to the freedom to have different and better experiences. Open your heart and release everything that no longer serves you in your life. So the universal energy 12 here is the energy of understanding. And it says, understand that preferences are always available but to prevent disappointment, do not attach to outcomes, right? So that is this card, Relationship Attachment, card 12. Now, the next one is 13, and it also is a relationship card. It says, in Lakesh, and uh, recognize that we are all the same, many parts of the complete whole. The concept of I am another yourself, which is what in Lakesh means in the Mayan language, uh, applies to everything in your world for all life is consciousness expressed in energetic form. How you work with and utilize others' energy and your own energy determines your flow of balance with others in relationship and within the cosmos. Treat everyone and everything with respect 
recognizing that you are dealing with someone who may be different than you, but you are never superior to any other energy or person. Energy is energy, no matter what form it takes. Therefore, it is vitally important to treat all energy equally, honoring and respecting all others, which is a necessary step to becoming a cosmic citizen and is the true meaning of in Lakesh. Now, the universal energy 13 is about integration. Respecting all life and all perspectives is a step to integrating higher wisdom for your evolution. So in Lakesh, right, 13. Love it, love it. All right, those are our cards. Awesome, I love that, Tom. Uh, happy Halloween to all of you. I hope you're, if you're not going trick-or-treating with kids that you have or your grandkids, then hopefully you have enjoyment from the kids that come to visit you. Take care, have a wonderful evening, have a wonderful day. I will see you on Wednesday on Angel Heart Radio at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. East Coast time. And I will see you here on Friday. Many blessings to all of you. Bye for now.